Blog Talk Radio. Chris, how are you? Hi, Lindsay. I'm doing just great this afternoon in sunny Las Vegas. So. Oh, well, I'm jealous of the sunshine and heat you guys must have there. It is. It is so pleasant. It is so pleasant. And that just brings me to your book, your brand new book. It just still has that new car smell on it because it just came uh, out. <laughs> and the book oh, is, buddy. yeah, the book is How High is Heaven. Just came out last month. And so this is, what is this, your fourth book or third book? This is the fourth. This is the fourth, yes. Oh, my goodness. So, I, yeah, I see your previous ones are, are all bestsellers, children's books. So you have, it seemed to have a special gift not only for news and information, but also for writing children's books. So what is it about the top, the genre of children's books that you really enjoy? Well, you know, I just think, you know, I do news by day, and, and I consider myself to inherently be a storyteller, you know, across, across all different genres, so from the hard-hitting news um, of the day to, you know, the opportunity to kind of tell the good news and, and let my creative juices flow and, and do some joyful and uplifting writing for kids. And so I have a son who's about to turn eight this month, and this is who I write for, the eight and under set. And um, so I just kind of look at what my son is curious about, the different things he's experiencing, what he's asking questions about, and he's really my muse. And so um, all of the, the books that I've done have, have been inspired by him um, unwittingly um, and unbeknownst to him. But um, I'm able to just kind of let him be my guide as far as, you know, what I'm inspired by. Now, give us a, a summary of what How High is Heaven is all about and what inspired you to do this book. Sure. So my son came home from school one day and he said, how come my friend has two grandmas and two grandpas and I just have one of each? And so I started talking to him about um, my husband's mother who passed away when my son was about one. And uh, we called her Grandma P. And so um, I was telling him that she's in heaven, and he said, well, I want to see her. So I started showing him pictures of the two of them together. And then he said, no, I want to go to heaven to see her. And uh, I was thinking, okay, this is going to pass. But, but for several days and then weeks, he was talking about when could he go to heaven. He wants to go to heaven. How does he get to heaven? And uh, then we were on a plane, and he was looking out the window, and he said, yeah, I don't see her. And I said, you don't see who? And he said, I don't see Grandma P. I thought while we were up here in heaven, we were going to see her. And um, so then I decided, look, this, I'm going to take this conversation and, and, and put it into the pages um, of a book. What a very unique and touching uh, experience. Oh, that's so sweet. That is just so sweet. Well, now, thank you. Oh, I mm-hmm. think what the book is about. So it's basically, it's, it's uh, art imitating life. So it's a little boy who's trying to think of all the different physical ways that he might be able to get up to heaven, right? So he's trying to build a Lego staircase or a pogo stick or a trampoline or a spaceship or a hot air balloon and physically get there. Um, but at the end, realizing that that's not how you, how you get to heaven and, uh, and that for now he's content uh, enjoying heaven here on earth. But I found that, that what my son experienced in real life and what I hope that readers will take away as well is to be inspired and hopeful by the idea of reunion, of, of connecting and seeing their loved one again, that this is not goodbye, but, but perhaps see you later. Oh, yeah, that's the thought I always have quite often about reuniting with your loved ones. That's, that's a good one. 
Very much a good one. Well, now, after you finished the uh, the final draft of the book, and, and such beautiful illustrations, by the way, um, did you run it by your son and, and read it to him or let him review it and look over it or what? I always do. You know, um, when I'm first writing, I'll kind of uh, pass it by him just to see how he responds to it, um, especially when he was younger, because now he's starting to get into kind of graphic novels and moving out of the picture book phase. But um, when he was younger in particular, I would I would show him, especially when I had first drafts, you know, and just see how he would respond or what he gravitated toward, just to kind of get a sense of what I should include more of or less of or, you know, what he really uh, responded to. I think the book will also make a really cool uh, little animation short. Like, um, remember the the film, the little film short about the hair, the the guy that did the movie. I think it won an Academy Award a couple of years or so ago. So, has there been any talk about turning this book into maybe a little film short or what? Um, you know, not a film short exactly, but I have been um, in in some conversations about doing some some kids animated series based on um, the books that I've done and the kind of themes and storylines and and obviously representation and, and diversity as well. Yeah, because this is the kind of book that any child, any parent can definitely relate to because death uh, affects everyone, of course, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, I mean, as we all know, you are world-renowned uh, journalists, hardcore serious journalists. Uh, Unfortunately, we have a potential maybe global war. Hopefully it won't, uh, pending here. So what advice would you give to parents about talking to their kids about war? Oh, about war. You know, that's an interesting one, Janice. Um, it, it, you know, my son is, is about to be eight, and he has just asked me very specific questions about, you know, what's happening? Why is Russia invading Ukraine? And even things beyond that I even realized that he knew or was grasping. And so I, I just really try to, to answer the specific questions that children have. You know, there was an educator who, who came on my show once and he said, you know, if they're old enough, if kids are old enough to ask the question, they're old enough to hear the answer. And so I really let my son guide the conversations and whatever he's asking, I try to give him the most honest, age-appropriate uh, answer and kind of meet him where he is. Um, and so I think that, that each parent is going to know what their child is really capable of digesting um, I, and, and, you know, what's most age-appropriate for them. Um, but I, I would imagine that, that what's really most important is the idea of comfort and safety, you know, so that they're not panicked by the idea of, of this unrest that's happening, uh, you know, on the other side of the globe. Um, and, and perhaps it's also a way to build empathy as well, you know, for people mm -hmm. to, to talk about, you know, the refugees right now or, or the kids who have to, you know, be uprooted from their homes and their their daily lives, and and I think that that is, could also be a good a good lesson for for children in in learning about you know compassion and and uh, and also being able to to reflect and, and count their own blessings. And so finally, uh, what was your son's reaction the next time that you guys got on an airplane after you had uh, finished the book <laughs> and such and had that little chat? Yeah, I guess. He <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess he had moved on at that point. You know, he tends to have a pretty quick attention span, which is why I was um, kind of surprised that, that he kept talking about um, uh, heaven and, and going to visit Grandma T for so long. Um, but I guess once we had that conversation and he realized that, that he wasn't going to see her on a plane, I, I guess he just didn't come with that expectation on the, on the next uh, flight. Oh, it's so sweet. Well, lastly, um, another children's book in the making for book five, or have you thought about it yet? Uh, yes, book five is already done. Um, just, you know, we'll, we'll wait and, and release it uh, next year. But um, it's called The Smallest Spot of a Dot, and it's basically about the Human Genome Project, which found that, you know, humans share 99.9% .9 of the same DNA. And so we, we focus on that and also the 0.1% that makes us different. And, and we talk about the me, my, mind dot, the, the one little spot of a dot that each of us has that makes us unique. Oh, wow. I can't wait. To, I'm really into all of the genetics and all of that kind of thing. I, I can't wait to read that one. Now, is that going to be for adults or, or young adults? Or That's for kids, too. I stick, with the, I stick with the eight and under set. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good to introduce them to that type of uh, science at an early age. That makes right. a lot of sense. Well, Lindsay, as always, it's a chat, uh, such a pleasure to chat with you. We'll see you on the news. Keep informing us, and, of course, keep writing these wonderful children's books. So thank you so much for the chat. Thank you, Janice. Okay, and we'll see you on uh, World News Tonight and Good Morning America and everywhere, okay? Yes, yes, I appreciate it. Okay, All right, have care. a blessed day. You too, bye-bye. All right. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.